295. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is the podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. So, man, the book of Hebrews. First thing, real quick, we yeah. did the math. I think we've got 16 more days uh, to get through the rest of the Bible. So just 16 more days. So it should be an encouragement if uh, yeah. you've rocked with us the whole time. Just 16 more days. So it's literally like three weeks. Uh, nah, two, two and a half weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yep. Less yeah. than three weeks. So praise God. Yeah. Finish Lana's insight. Come on. All right. So the book of Hebrews, man, I'm excited about this because the book of Hebrews is one of my favorite books in the Bible. Um, you know, he is swimming in the deep end of the theological pool. He is telling profound truths about the person and work of Christ and about the uh, Trinity, the, the triune God um, who reveals himself in Jesus. So, you know, the writer is unknown. Nobody knows who wrote it. Some people say Paul. Some people say other folk. Very, very sophisticated argument. Um He's writing, though, to a group of Christians who were urged to maintain their confession of faith. Right. right? That's the basic message he's trying to get across. Hold on to your faith in this high priest, Jesus. Right. Yeah. And the structure of the book is exposition followed by exhortation. So he's going to use the Old Testament more than like in Hebrews and Revelation, I think, use the Old Testament more than any other books in the New Testament. Yeah. And he's going to prove his argument from the Old Testament. Yeah. Right. And he's going to exhort encourage and tell people to and, and give imperatives in light of what he gives from the yeah. old testament yeah um and Basically, apparently yeah this is a sermon yeah yeah and and he's like yo apparently he's like yo man like some of these cats was facing persecution right um and tempted to go back to their former way of life right in judaism right yep. to, a, to a jewish way of life and his whole message is hey man jesus is superior right Right. He is better. Right. Yep. And that and you can leave the end of that statement open ended because he's better than anything. anything. Ever put after. Right. Yep. Yep. He, Man. Oh, no, no. You finish. No, no. I, I was, uh, was going to keep bigging him up. Okay. He's supreme. Right. He's better than Moses. Right. He's better than every right. uh, everything we could possibly say, especially, though, those who point it to his coming. Right. Right. And that's what Hebrews is going to say. Yeah. No, no. And I, I think, man, one of the good things about this book, too, is. uh Oftentimes when we use the word drift, we tend to think drifting relates to immorality, walking on the straight and narrow and all right, I drift off and now I just start wilding. You know, I drift mm. to the left or the right. This group is being tempted to drift, not just to a mm. uh, lawless way of life to the left or the right. They're tempted to drift backwards, right? Mm. To go back mm. into Judaism, back into their like, oh, we had a good thing. Now this Christian stuff is starting to mess it up. Let's go back and still try to please God with all of these old things. And what he's mm. saying is, no, 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 no. All right. I don't just want you not to drift to the left or to the right. I don't want you to drift backwards. I want you to keep on moving forward. So throughout this book, he's going to use the term endurance mm. close to like 20 times. He's continuing to say, right, the author's continuing to say, endure, endure, endure. It's worth it. I promise you. I promise you. It's worth it. And in the first four verses, he's yeah. going to just say, yo, Jesus is better. Right. right. And it's a ton here. And the, but the first thing he says is like, yo, 
long ago, right? God spoke to our ancestors by the prophets at different times and in different ways. He literally, in the Greek, it's in many parts, right? right? Like God spoke to us through this prophet, through that prophet, through this person, through that person. He's like, no, no, no. In these last days, though, he's spoken to us by his son, right? right? And also, in original language, it's no pronoun there or no article. So it's just son. So in other words, what God is saying is, no, no, no. This person he's speaking through now in these last days is of a different quality right. of person than anybody God has ever spoke through yeah. throughout history. And this son is of a different nature. He has the same nature as the father, yeah. right? Because he's God, right. and he is the exact radiance of God's glory. Mm. They seen God's glory in a temple, right? right? In, a, in a sense, but God's glory has been manifested fully right. in the person of his son, and this son is going to inherit all things, right? right? So in other words, the eternal plan of God was for the father to give his son a kingdom, mm. right? And in other words, like, and we get to join in that, right? We right. think the whole history of redemption in the world is about us, but it's really about the father and the son. Right. We just become beneficiaries of it. Right. And so his whole point is just trying to contrast this the person of Jesus right. or the person of the son. He doesn't even call him Jesus yet. He doesn't right. call him Jesus until he gets his humanity in chapter two. Right. He's calling him the son to show that, no, 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 this son is better than the angels. Yeah, bro, this is, it's crazy because even as it starts off, and I don't want to spend so much time on verses yeah. one through four, but if you do it, it really helps make the sense of the rest of the book. So so what he's going to say is this, yo, in past times, in a minute, and was right, God spoke, and then he gives a specific group to the fathers through the prophets. So mm -hmm. it was this thing where he's contrasting, look, look, as God spoke, there were times where you remember on Sinai, the people were like, yo, Moses, we don't want to hear right from God. Let's play telephone. You go and talk to him and you right. tell us, right? Mm -hmm. But then he contrasts it. He's like, no, no, no. Now in Christ or in this son, God has spoken not mm -hmm. just to the fathers through the prophets. God has spoken to all of us, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. yeah, like you said, the book starts off and it just helps to see, right? The west of chapter one to the start of two mm -hmm. is just trying to help us see. No, no, look. In terms of messengers, mm -hmm. uh, Jesus is greater than the angels because the mm -hmm. angels are bringing a message. Jesus is actually God, right? He's embodying the very message that God wants him to bring. Yeah. So chapter two starts off, right? It's like an encouragement. And then the mm -hmm. book goes to these warnings and says, mm -hmm. all right, look, if the angels were spot on and people mm -hmm. that rejected their message yeah. went astray, how much more if we reject right not just the uh message but <laughs> the very messenger that is embodying the message and so mm. on and on he's just trying to say no no listen what y'all have in christ is better regardless of how hard it is don't throw it away mm -hmm. yeah i think uh in the in the at the end of one like like you said when he quotes a ton of old testament passages right he's, he's trying to show that jesus is greater than the angels because of his unique relationship with the father. Right. So if you've seen in that, like you literally see these quotations and you see people talking mm -hmm. and that's the father talking to the son in eternity before time even began. Right. Then he's going to say in two, bro, he's greater than the angels because of his relationship to humanity. humanity. Mm. Right. And yeah. so he's going to say, no, 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 fam. Think about Psalm eight. He's right. like, Psalm eight, 
was actually about Jesus, right? right? He is the last Adam. He is the second Adam who obeyed where the first Adam disobeyed. Right. So the the world was supposed to be subject to Adam in the beginning, but now the world to come is going to be subject subject to Christ. Right. Right. And mm. therefore, because it's subject to Christ, because he took on humanity, he brings humanity up with him. Right. And it's not subject to us. Right. And so that's why he goes into the high priest language talking about, yo, he defeated death, he defeated the devil, right? All of this, he helped Abraham's offspring, all this stuff. And he's like, that proves because he's human, I didn't subject the world to no angels. Right. I subject it to humans. So Christ sharing in both the divine side of the creator creature distinction and the human side shows he's greater than angels yeah. as well. And if you reject him, if you reject the angels and it was a problem, right. oh, it's going to be bad. Jesus, if you reject this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bro, 214 to 15 is one of my favorite verses in Hebrews yeah. because it talks about Jesus uh, not only frees us from uh, uh, sin and death, but he's going to go on and say, no, no, no. He freed us from the enslaving power of the fear of death, right? That's one of the good. most basic instincts to humanity is this need for self-preservation and mm -hmm. it is usually a good thing but in mm -hmm. this time right here people are being persecuted for their faith and this need for self-preservation kicks in and it is the thing that leads them to drift back because they're trying to protect this only life that they have and mm -hmm. what he's saying is no no look look basically by christ conquering death he has delivered us he's delivered yeah. you from yeah. being enslaved to lives governed entirely yeah. by self-preservation he's mm. freed you from from trying to live a life where temporary relief is your north star and everything that you do or don't do is driven by this one fact relief yeah. preservation this life is not our master mm. god is and yeah. what he's saying is in Christ going before us, dying and raising, right? Mm -hmm. The resurrection has freed us from that. Now we can live this lives, uh, live our lives with a type of uh, responsible and rational recklessness when Amen. it comes to expending our lives for the glory of God. Amen. That's so good, bro. Yeah. yeah. And in three, he's going to go even further and say, yo. He's actually greater than Moses, right? right? And the analogy he uses is that of a builder and the actual house. So he's saying, like, understand the relationship between Jesus and Moses as a builder and a house, right? right. Again, showing like Jesus is God, right? right? Moses is a part of the house. He's in the house. Right. Jesus is over it, right? right. And so he's he's greater than him. And we remember Moses, right? Right. Four hundred Israel's in uh, uh, captivity for four hundred years. Let him out. Through, through signs and wonders, then he, he instructs the people of God to build the tabernacle, God's dwelling place. The Bible even goes so far as to say, bro, that, um, you know, Moses spoke with God as a man speaks with his friend. Right. Nobody had the type of intimate relationship with God right. as far as a prophet. And the prophets were paradigmed after Moses. Right, right. And so he's like, no, no, no. He's greater than him. And then he says this, bro, which is good. Psalm 95, right? He's going to quote Psalm 95 all throughout chapter 3 and 4. And the entire argument of Psalm 95 hangs on one word. Mm. And it's today. Mm. Right? He's saying, yo, today, if yeah. you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Yeah. And the word today is only used in the Psalms twice, Psalm 95 and Psalm 2. And it's just to show the urgency of the message that God is trying to give to his people, right? Mm. He's saying, fam, remember the wilderness. Right. You remember them cats? Right, right, they right. They fell, right? right? 
And he said, in a sense, you're in the same position. You've already left bondage to your sin, but to enter the ultimate end time rest and promised land. Right. You have to hold on to your confession of faith. Yep. Yep. And chapter three, he's going to end off and he's going to say this. Look, in 312, look, Mm -hmm. see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. What I love about that is when he says, see to it or you, that's plural. So he says this, look, y'all see to it. Yeah. That not a single person falls short of the grace of God, right? Yeah. And so yeah. what he does there is just says this, look, it is a corporate responsibility to make sure that individual people are persevering in the mm-hmm. the, the the faith, right? Mm-hmm. That he's saying, no, no, look, 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 look. If anybody falls away from the faith, mm-hmm. it's not just on them. The reason why we put them in a group is so yeah. that y'all would see through. Y'all are the safety net. Make sure that y'all are so tight knit that there's mm. no spaces in that net for people to fall through. Right. Mm. And that's, man, just a charge for us for, you know, the communities that we're part of, the small groups that we're part of, the churches yeah. that we're a part of. Uh, mm. We aren't just meant to be spectators. We're meant to be participants. Right. Just trying to make sure that we're so close to another string in that net that we don't leave any room for anybody to fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's like, yo, encourage each other daily. Right. <laughs> While it is still called today. today. <laughs> because man, like sin will lead you away, right? right? Like it can it can create this unbelieving heart. And uh, yeah, like you said, bro, that's that, that was just super um, convicting to me um, right. as I read this text because it's like, man, am I really doing that daily, right? right? Um, because again, sin uh, wants to deceive and draw us away. And then in four, similar stuff, he's gonna go on and on and talk about like, yo man, again, Psalm 95 was written by David, right? right? It was written after Israel had came into the land. So this promise to enter rest couldn't have been talking about Canaan, right? Right. It was talking about something greater. He's like, if Joshua had gave them rest, that Psalm wouldn't have been written. That's great. Right? And so he's like, yo, like, it's about Jesus. Jesus is the one who gives us this ultimate true rest. Right. And again, like you said, like, man, uh, enduring faith is a persevering faith, right? right? We have to persevere. But I love how four ends. Yeah. He's like, yo, we got this high priest, mm. right? Like, it's it's not like you have to white knuckle your way to heaven. Like, <laughs> right. you, don't, you don't have to just, ah, oh, grit your way. I'm finally right. going to get there. He's like, no, you have this high priest who went before you who's already there. Right. Right. And all you got to do is come to him. When you get weak, when you get tempted, because you are, because we're in the wilderness, we're going to get thirsty. He says, come to him. Yeah. Right. He can sympathize with our weakness and help us get to where he's trying to lead us. Amen. We have to be reminded that it is a throne of grace for those of us that believe in Christ, not a throne of judgment. Right. Mm. It's there because of our great need. And Jesus has provided access for us to approach it and find the mercy and grace we're relentlessly and repeatedly searching for. That's why at the end of the podcast, each day we pray and we ask Mm. for that help because we know he invites us. So let's pray. Father, we pray that today that you would help us uh, to hold firm to the confession that we have, not to drift. It's easy for us to drift. We forget about your goodness. We pray that you would make it impossible for us to forget. It's in Jesus' name we pray.